Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind. My name is Robert Lamb. And I'm Julie Duglas. Julie, what is the largest organism on Earth? Uh, I'm going to cut you off. It's a blue whale, right? We can just go home now. It's, yep, that's yeah, it. Yeah. All right. Hey, thanks for listening. Well, okay, most people think it is the blue whale. Because it's To be big. fair, And right? it is the largest sea animal, right? Yeah, for sure. I largest mean, ma- mammal by, by far. Larger than any dinosaur that we, uh, that we know of. 200 tons blue whale. And it extends the length of 110 feet, which is pretty massive. Um, and, you know, just just to put that into perspective, 200 tons is about as heavy as eight DC-9 aircrafts or 15 school buses. Wow. 110 feet is longer than a basketball court. And about 100 people can fit in a blue whale's mouth. Wow. 100 people. You can have a party in a blue whale's you mouth. You could crawl inside its heart, right? Yes, you can, yeah. actually. And that, that is not an exaggeration. A human could crawl through its major arteries and hang out in the heart. Oh, wow. I mean, that is that is huge. What in the world could be bigger than a blue whale? Like, I imagine a blue whale going for a medical checkup, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, your your arteries are clogged. And they're like, oh, is it cholesterol? It's like, no, it's um, it's 13-year-olds. They're just clogged. In there. <laughs> they, How do you yeah, get 13-year-old kids in your arteries? Right. I mean, if you're going to eat 13-year-olds, just make sure they're not on a diet of potato chips. and right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course, they don't eat 13-year-olds. They though. don't. They eat very small creatures. Yeah, something like, uh, you know, millions and gazillions. That's mm-hmm. not the actual stat, uh, but of krill. Yeah, right? we've talked about before, like when you have a, a super large organism, 
they are essentially crowned atop a throne that sits on a pyramid of bones. Yes. And on the various, and these bones represent all the animals that, and, and lower down on the pyramid, uh, the vegetation that has to, uh, has to die for that animal to live. And the pyramid for a blue whale is pretty vast because it's all these, uh, these, these tiny organisms that it eats at the bottom, at the base of the pyramid. Yeah, but it turns out that there, there is an organism much, much larger mm-hmm. than a blue whale. And its pyramid of destruction is really spread out for, you know, thousands and thousands of acres. Wow. Now I'm excited. What could this possibly be? Is it is it some sort of even larger whale? Is it a super whale? Like a Godzilla whale? A King Kong whale? I don't know. It's, it's something enormous, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, well, yeah, we'll just cut to the chase. It is a fungus among oh, us. Like a giant mushroom that stands as tall as a city. Yes. It is a cousin to the white button mushroom. You know, mm-hmm. those cute little mushrooms that you see in the package at the grocery store. It is called Amarillaria ostoye. Okay, and it's known as honey mushroom for its yellowish cap, and it's, I think it's got a fruity little essence to it. Yeah, do not eat any mushrooms, period. This l- yeah, l- yeah. Let, let us just go, I mean, except for the ones that your mom cooks for you and gets at the uh, the grocery store. But I'm saying don't eat any wild mushrooms by any means, though apparently the ones we're talking about, they are edible for most people. But again, don't, just don't, know. don't eat any wild mushrooms because we talked about mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. That we had to mention that. Yeah. We care about your health. But this fungus actually causes amalaria root disease, which kills, you know, wide swaths of conifers in many parts of the US and Canada. Right. And so it's easy to spot where it has been because death follows in its footsteps. Yeah, but not so easy to spot where it's going or where oh, it actually yeah. may be in other parts. And the reason is because it's just a really pervasive disease. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult to deal with because it uses these dead trees as a food base. But mm-hmm. it also will live in the stumps of trees that have been cut down because they're dead, right? Mm-hmm. And not only that, but it can grow through direct root contacts and graft with uninfected trees. Okay, so it can travel via underground networks to uninfected trees and strangle those to death by uh, sapping out all of its nutrients. And then um, it also, and this isn't, isn't quite as common, but it can propagate through spores. So, you know, you've got spores through the wind that are mm-hmm. carrying it and, you know, maybe like a, a mile later, you know, boom, there you have a spore infecting that area. Mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting, especially that it can live in that stump for 50 years waiting for new growth. Yeah, it's so long lived. And though I exaggerated earlier about a mushroom as big as a building, its size is not of that nature. It's it's spread out over uh, long distances. In fact, uh, like we're talking acres and acres like uh, there was one particular individual that covered over 1400 acres i believe uh, near uh, mount adams in washington yeah definitely acres and acres there's one patch that actually covers 2384 acres in the soil of oregon's blue mountains and this wow. is according to scientific american their article strange but true the largest organism on earth is a fungus wow i think they really ought to embrace that in oregon oregon's not yeah. which which state is big sky country Montana, I believe. Okay, well, Oregon should be a big mushroom, big fungus country. I think there are actually fungus fests, and I believe this ties back to the first occurrence of of discovering these massive fungus underground systems. Come out for fungus fest. I'm not kidding. Who will be crowned the fungus queen this year? The fungus fest queen. Man, I wish I had that sash. But yeah, I mean, this stuff is, is pretty crazy. It just moves from root system to root system, old root systems. 
it's some serious fungus, I guess if you could say that. It has a cousin in the form of Armillaria gallica, which is less easy to find because it doesn't like wipe out things in its uh, path quite as much, but it's uh, widely distributed in the Rocky Mountains. And again, it also, you know, it's, it's, it's in the ground, it's feeding on things and uh, on hardwoods, and uh, it's pretty widespread too, but it's, uh, it's harder to really pinpoint exactly how big uh, those organisms are. Yeah. And the uh, fungus was actually discovered when a team of forestry scientists set out to map out the population of this pathogenic fungus in eastern Oregon. Mm -hmm. And they paired fungal samples in Petri dishes to see if they fused, which is a sign that they were from the same genetic individual. Yeah, that's the really key thing here. This is not a population. This is one genetic individual. Right. Yeah. It seems like it seems sort of unfair to say, oh, well, how could this be one organism? But and in fact, it is the same genetic individual. And uh, they also use DNA fingerprinting to determine where one individual fungus ended. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, there's a, a biology professor by the name of Tom Volk. And in terms of talking about what constitutes an individual organism, he says it's one set of genetically identical cells that are in communication with one another that have a sort of common purpose or at least can coordinate themselves to do something. Okay. And isn't that very much like you know, humans, right? Well, I mean, you have all these functions in yeah. your, your body that are coordinating with one another uh, for me to even like be gesticulating with my hands right now, like I like to do. Yeah. Well, we're not as good about coordinating things, I guess. No, uh, within our own body. Yeah. Right. But I mean, if, if I mean, are you, oh, I think you're talking about human culture as a whole. No, right? no, okay. no. I'm talking about like within my, oh, within our own body, within we're, my we're own little good. meat sack. Yeah. I have all sorts of signals and we're all hopefully on the same page and trying to, you mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm, an individual, right? Right. Uh, individual organism. Right. I see what you're getting at. It's like how many individuals make an uber individual, right? Uh, right. A meta-individual. A meta-individual? Meta yeah. I like that. Yeah. And that's important to note because you would think that like the mushrooms or the fungus, um, that you think of it as more like this collection of when, in fact, it's one organism working in concert. Right. And that is why it is so huge. Yeah, we've talked about in the past the microbes in our gut and bacterial colonies in our body and and how you break it all down and it's like that's what we are. You know, we're all these tiny communities that make a larger community. And the being itself is engaged with other beings and it's just an endless maze, a circle and a spiral, that kind of thing. Indeed. Uh, Now, there are other particularly large organisms. I found it interesting that a case can be made for an aspen clone in Utah. This comprises approximately... 47,000 stems of root sprouts origin and covering about 106 acres. So it looks like you look at a picture of it, and it's called the the Pando clone, and you find it at Fish Lake National Forest, southern Utah. It looks like a forest. You don't say, wow, look at that organism. You go, oh, look at all those trees. They're kind of boring looking. But actually, they're genetically identical. They're clones. So you can make the argument that that is one organism covering that vast territory. And yet that still isn't as large as this one particular fungus. Exactly. Uh, another big contender, of course, is the, um, or it's not really a contender, it's pretty much beat by this fungus, but the giant sequoias, of course, can get uh, pretty yeah. huge. They can exceed a thousand tons. And they're, they're really impressive to see, but not as impressive size-wise as the fungus. Well, let's take a quick break, and when we get okay. back, let's talk about how this fungus communicates its message of, hey, let's be one big organism and take over the world. Hippie funguses, when we return. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. 
Rob, as the uh, the local host with allergies here, they sent you some of their nasal spray to treat your allergies. What was your experience like? Yeah, that's right. I always wrestle with the pollen a bit when it rolls in during the spring. So they sent me the little uh, nasal spray. I tried out the product and yeah, it sure did help me get on top of my symptoms for the day. And it's so fast acting, uh, it was already kicking in before I left the house. Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription-strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can get Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then, through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles in a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we're back. 
Okay, so we've talked about this fungus, how it grows primarily along tree roots via hyphae, which are fine filaments that mat together and excrete digestive enzymes. Oh, there you go. How cool is that? But the fungus also has the unique ability to extend these flat shoestring-like structures, and that bridges the gap between food sources and expanding the reach of the fungus. Yeah, I saw a picture of these root-like, hair-like structures, mm-hmm. and it, it looks just like... Just kind of like nasty black hair, like maybe you just like unclogged a drain or something. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It, like it's it's pretty much what it looks like. Yeah, like kind of you know seaweedy. Yeah. Also, too, maybe not quite as thick, but yeah, the very stringy and uh, yeah, it's not pretty stuff, but it does the job. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fascinating that it does that. That it uh, it all pulls together to extend that reach, so that if there is no food source, it can travel you know a couple feet down, or fifty yards down to you know, basically strangle off <laughs> yeah. a tree system uh, and its roots and get those nutrients for itself. Yeah, the um, the plant world is a pretty, it's a much slower world than the animal world. It moves at a, at a, at a, at a much slower pace, mm-hmm. but it itself is a pretty violent and uh, competitive world. There was a great episode of, um, I believe it was Life, uh, the uh, BBC Discovery uh, co-production, yeah. and they did a, a great job of taking footage of plants, uh, of vines growing, and then speeding it up. And you really get to see the plant world more at like the, the pace that it exists by putting it more in a human framework. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's just as as cruel and vicious and and competitive as the animal world. You know, uh, recently I was in Belize, and uh, we were inland in the, the jungle area of the Lemonai ruins and there was this incredible tree actually there were several of them but one would just completely stood out and it was i don't it was an incredibly tall tree like 100 feet tall mm-hmm. but it had been encased by this um vine oh like a strangler fig type of thing yeah mm-hmm. and it had grown so thick it had basically created a sarcophagus around this tree with all of these very thick, some in some uh, cases like a foot in diameter, wow. thick vines coming down. And that tree was dying underneath there. It is completely lethal. But as you said, you know, these, these things happen really slowly. And who knows, it could be another 50 years before that tree dies. But to see that, mm-hmm. to see this, this, um, this vine choking off this tree, it's just, it sort of uh, brought to mind this idea of... Um, the the invisible world, you know, happening before our very eyes, I guess you could say, and size really mattering in nature because mm-hmm. we've talked about morphological limits before, and we when we think about size mattering in nature, we think about predation, right? right. And you like you said, you know, there's a creature standing atop the pyramid of bones, and in terms of this fungus, it's a bit different, right? Because again, those bones would be sort of spread out, right? And there's no one real predator. For this fungus, other than it's not the a really environmental tall pyramid, conditions. but it's very broad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very easy to scale. But I mean, you know, of course, again, if you if you want to survive, being larger it, it helps, right? Because yeah. you don't want to be eaten by your prey. But if you're a fungus, you've got your environmental conditions to contend with as prey, but you're also the predator in your ability to say pounce on the root systems yeah. those conifers while other plants are doing are very much in the height game of like i need we need the sunlight is the key so i'm going to get that sunlight well other plant the plants as opposed to fungus but right yeah, right not so you still yeah so size still does matter because mm-hmm. you have to spread out in order to conquer all right well we got a little extra time on this one so let's haul out some listener mail and see what uh, folks have been saying let's crack the seal oh thank you arnie oh, oh yes sorry not that seal 
Arnie. <laughs> Don't crack seals. Whiskey. Uh, I was thinking he was cracking a seal. Like, oh, you know? no. He's a robot. He has no... Uh, I know. He yeah. doesn't, yeah. He didn't care. All right. So here's a little listener mail from Jackie. Jackie writes in and says, Dear Robert and Julie, fascinating thought that tidally locked perpetual darkness. I've spent the last couple of days uh, contemplating this in my spare time. I'm particularly enchanted with the idea of everyone living in the twilight zone. Uh, this, of course, being if you had a, a planet that uh, one side is always facing the sun and the other side is always facing the outer dark, um, you would have one side that's super hot, one side that's, uh, that's frigid, and then you would have this ring, uh, this twilight zone, mm-hmm. uh, that would, in some cases, be um, habitable. Uh, or so, at some, could support life. Could, could theoretically support life. Uh, Jackie continues, Anyway, just wanted to say thanks for the thought-provoking and story-inspiring episode. Julie, your wish for stories about this has just been granted. Keep up the great and occasionally inspiring podcast. So, yeah, I love it when uh, we can inspire fictional imaginings of what's possible, uh, you know, in in other worlds. And and don't be shy. Send it to us. I mean, if you're wanting someone to look at your stuff, I I speak for myself. I'm more than happy to look at it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, by all means. Ah, here's another one. Daniel writes in and says, Hey, dudes, I'm listening... (laughs) I kind of want to do it in a dude voice. Um, Hey, dudes, I'm listening to your Tidally Locked episode, and you asked... For an example of another author who wrote on the subject, I was immediately reminded of Vonnegut's Sirens of Titans, where on the tidally locked Mercury, the intense burning of one half and the utter cold of the other meet to produce a planet-wide vibration. Spoilers aside, deep in the planet are creatures who feed solely from this planet-wide humming and excrete light. They have no eyes or ears, but instead are drawn to any pulses. Of a movie, oh, and then he does a movie trailer guy voice. And even a beating heart. Read it. Time to push the 30-second uh, button back six or seven times. Keep up the good work. So, uh, yeah, that's that's, uh, that's cool. Sirens of Titan is uh, one that's been on my bookshelf forever. Uh, like, I think it was one my dad had, and I don't think he ever read it. I'm trying to continue the, the legacy of not getting around to read Sirens of Titan, I guess, but maybe I should maybe I should change that. Well, he had me at excrete light. Now yeah. my interest is peaked. All right, here's a little listener mail from Christy. Christy writes and says, Hi, Julian Robert. I recently heard the Sword podcast, and it hit a note with me. When I was a kid, my mom used to tell me all about the stuff she grew up with, lots of antiquated stuff. One story was a pair of double-bladed ceremonial Spanish greatswords. Wow, where did she grow up? I know. Uh, she told, Imagine her a in a castle. castle yeah. She told me they were uh, something like six to eight feet long with scalloped edges. I had a hard time believing her until I went to my grandmother's house and saw them on the wall. They were just as advertised. Unfortunately, I don't know what happened to them. Uh, and I was 10 when I saw them, so I'm working from long-term memory. They're probably in a museum somewhere. I've read many books about knights and swords, uh, this size being used, but until your podcast, I had my doubts. Having listened to the podcast, I understand they didn't weigh as much as they looked like, but on the wall, they looked like they weighed a ton. I haven't heard uh, too much listener mail on the subject. I'm wondering how common the scalloped edges were and if they were only for ornamentation or served a purpose. I don't think uh, you mentioned this aspect. Uh, interesting. Thanks, and keep up the great work. Christy, scalloped edges. I don't know. I, yeah, I have I guess to look into that. I was going to say you'd have to see. I mean, there are a lot of edges that actually had some ornate etchings in it and, and some, I don't know, the, the shallowness of the scalloping, you know, because yeah. that would certainly affect the way that the, the sword cut. But who knows? I mean, it could be... Could be that it was actually in working order. I can't help but imagine a sword that is actually edged with scallops, like uh, like baked scallops. It would be delicious. Yeah. Oh man, scallops. Now I'm just thinking, yeah, yeah, potato scallop swords, casseroles. All right, so that's uh, that's all the listener mail we have. By all means, send more. Uh, we should also make a quick note: uh, if you're listening to, the, to this podcast and you're and you're asking yourself, where are the seven deadly sin podcasts? Because we've 
Uh, at this point, when you're listening to this, I think we're like four into it. Yeah. And so there are uh, three remaining. We are going to finish the series. Yep. Uh, Lust, uh, Sloth, and Anger. Yeah. Uh, and those are pretty darn exciting sins right now. Yeah, three really exciting sins coming your way, so expect those in the weeks ahead. And while you're waiting for those, feel free to drop by our Facebook page where you may like us. We are stuffed to blow your mind on Facebook. And if you like us there, you know, and follow us there, we were always updating that with all sorts of cool stuff, wacky stuff, weird stuff. I mean, stuff that's coming up in our research, stuff that's coming up when we're momentarily distracted from our research, updates about the... Just of your cat on your head while you're working. Yeah, standing on my shoulders Mm -hmm. um, and uh, trying to help me when I'm uh, teleworking. All sorts of, uh, of good stuff. Again, Facebook, stuff to blow your mind. And then we're also on Twitter. You can find us there where our handle is blow the mind. And you can also drop us a note at blowthemind at discovery.com. Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join House to Fork staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. The future of wireless is here, and it's transparent. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees, no surprises, no, really. What are you waiting for? Get with the times and switch to Visible at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 